1: Thunder fans, you people are listening. Topic Thunder. What's up, Thunder fans? I'm here watching this game live. We're in the third quarter. Uh, Joel Embiid just missed a free throw, so that was nice. Fouled in the perimeter by Abdel Nader. We're going to be watching the end of this game as we record this weekly for you. I'm joined today by my co hosts First up, I got Dylan Hunsinger. What's up, Dylan? Did you vote yet today?
0: Yes, I did. I voted uh, Stephen Neves, right. Paul George, Russell Westbrook. And actually, I have to admit, I hadn't voted today until I saw your tweet reminding me to vote today. So, yes, I'm fighting the good fight. You and I'm Prime providing
1: Merle- a, providing a public service. You know, like we got we got to get out there together. If, if these guys get into the All Star game, I'm going to take more credit than I deserve for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joined also by Maddie Moles. Maddie, did you vote? I have not voted today. Oh. I actually. Uh, Hey, I, will. <laughs>
2: uh, I was busy getting my office set up. I was moving my office from upstairs downstairs because there's a baby on the way. And I guess that's probably yeah, something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. I suppose you haven't used the restroom yet today, huh? <laughs> uh, actually, not. Not in that way. Um, <laughs> All right. Sh- yeah. I- Shooter to the hoop for a layup. He's been he's he'd been really good this game. Huh, guys?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, he he shredded him up big time.
0: Uh, yeah, he Dennis did. did. <laughs> oh, why not? Both of you. <sighs> uh, I have not heard that in so long, and there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, so yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hook up the TiVo here in a second, and but just as a reminder, we're gonna be interjecting things like that about the game as we watch it, uh, and then we'll be recording the recap directly after. We finish up this weekly. So, Thunder fans, look. I mean, we're recording a podcast while we watch the game. But if there's some excuse you have, well, you didn't get to watch this game. You don't have to explain to me why you need TiVo. <laughs>
2: So, we start off uh, the previous week with a rematch against the San Antonio Spurs. So, last week, we had the game of the year uh, that came down to us not being able to convert and a couple of hard penalties that we had to overcome, um, and it just was too much on the road. But uh, we handled business against the Spurs. We were able to win that game 122-112. to 112. Um, the LaMarcus Aldridge hit a layup with 547 left in the second, uh, to give them a 50 to 37 lead. And then with 106 left in that quarter, DeMar DeRozan hit a floater to give them a 60 to 48 lead. And then OKC would storm back. The OKC took the lead again, um, with 247 in the third off of a Dennis Schroeder, uh, floater to give them a 76 to 75 lead. And then they would never trail again. Uh, the thunder were able to balloon their lead up to 18 points as they coasted to a 10 point victory. Uh, Bellinelli got in our grill again, uh, 24 points on eight of 10 shooting four that of six guy. from three. Yeah. So um, sick of that guy. <laughs> yeah. He, he just falls out. So if you play daily fantasy, uh, Just just pick an obscure player going against the Thunder and you might hit it. Um, (laughs) Russell Westbrook had 24 points, 10 boards, 7 assists. So a ho-hum game for him. But if it was anybody else, Twitter would go nuts. Uh, Paul George, 18 and 11. Grant had 12. Steven Adams had 12 and 9. Patrick Patterson had 13 points. 3 of 3 from 3-point land, which was critical. Um, There was a Nader warning. Uh, 15 points on 6 of 6 shooting. And then uh, Dennis had 19 points, six assists, and four steals. So I gave the Thunder seven players with 12 or more points in that game. So a fairly balanced attack against the Spurs, and we handled business pretty easily.
1: And I think all of Schroeder's points came in the second half. Isn't that right? Or almost all of them? Yeah, all of them. That was Mainly in the third quarter. Yeah, right. He just went off in that third quarter. That game felt really good after the way, like you mentioned the previous game went where it just seemed like the Thunder couldn't catch a single break and the Spurs set the record for the most consecutive threes to start a game, I think, with 14 in a row, and the Thunder right. still were able to force double overtime and just couldn't pull it out. They just they just needed one break and they had so many 50-50 things go against them. Or a non,
2: you know, technical foul called in overtime would have helped too but whatever
1: yeah that one that one kind of hurt and we were tied at the time and right and uh you know we ended up losing by more than the one point but it felt like a big momentum technical for sure uh, so yeah that this victory over the spurs felt really good
0: yeah for sure and um you know just goes to show you uh it's crazy what happens when your opponent doesn't shoot historically from the three-point line <laughs> Right. Yeah. And this was this was before the Thunder
1: defense even fell off a cliff, you know, so like they they were actually pretty good. They were actually defended pretty well in that game. And and yet still that happened. It it didn't feel like we deserved it. But speaking of the Thunder defense falling off a cliff, I'm going to move on to the second game we have to recap from last week, which was a 142 to 126 loss the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, I'm not going to get into as, as big of a detail on game flow as you just did for the Spurs game, Maddie. Uh, th- the Thunder allowed 90 points in two quarters. They, they had two quarters of 45 points allowed in the game. So I, I think it's just on effort. I think they expected to come in and coast to the win as J.J. Redick banks in a three-pointer. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he called glass, but, you know, the banks are open on Saturday, so we'll give it to him. Uh, but yeah, that game was just a big Ooh. bummer. I, I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> oh, as Dennis Schroeder stays <laughs> on answer. fire and knocks down a three with Mate, the answer. Yeah. he's been Yeah. It's been Dennis Shrew- Schroeder has, so. <laughs> has just been great in this game, man so good he's up to 24 points on the night uh and we're still in the third quarter and and, you know i'm getting distracted by the game we're watching and 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 gladly so because um i i don't enjoy talking about this hawks game do you guys have anything you want to say (laughs) about this loss to the hawks
0: (laughs) i actually did not watch this game uh i was playing basketball uh As part of ministry, I do at my church. We have open gym every Tuesday. How was
1: your defensive effort?
0: uh, It it was a lot better than the Thunder's was. (laughs) I mean, we didn't give up 142 to the Hawks. Let's let's just say that. Um, Not only that, but you know, Torian Prince didn't play in this game. And would you guys say he's the best player on the Hawks? No, I like
2: Collins' game a lot, and I He he went off.
0: I think Trey Young
2: is.
1: Yeah, I think Collins is probably the guy that you would most want to trade for. I think mm-hmm. I think Prince would probably like help the Thunder more today. That's it. Right. Um, I, I mean, obviously Trey Young is probably their their most valuable player right now. Yeah, he's got the highest
0: ceiling. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. They traded
2: Luka Doncic for him, right?
1: Yeah. Well, they traded. They traded. For they traded the Luka Doncic pick for Trey Young and Dallas's protected first next season, which looked like it would be more valuable. The, every every game that Doncic, Doncic wins for the Mavericks <laughs> hurts
0: the value that they're getting back in that trade, right? Right. It's pretty wild. That that that's a pretty ironic deal, right there. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure. So they were betting They were betting not only that Trey Young would be as good as Doncic, they were also betting that Doncic wouldn't be this good and that they would get a, a valuable lottery pick. And right now, I mean, I don't know. Dallas has started to climb in the standings, or to fall in the standings a little bit, the opposite of what I said. So maybe they'll still end up with a good pick out of that. We can't evaluate the trade until that happens. Yeah. Philly within four right now against the Thunder, starting to make a little bit of a run. Not
2: and then like reddick drive to the basket easy lay in to cut it to two.
1: Oh no what's happening reddick is reddick's kind of lighting us up right now isn't he in this third. oh
0: yeah, yeah. all
1: right so i think right. that's about enough about the hawks game i think we can move on now to the last game of the week dylan you got that one
0: yeah for the lakers game um it was it was just not a fun experience. It wasn't a fun week for the Thunder because in this Lakers game, LeBron didn't even make the trip, um, and you know everybody was kind of looking at it like, hey, we should definitely take these guys. You know, we handled them at LA. I think we won by seven at that the game, um, and they didn't have LeBron either. But we lost this game one thirty-eight, one twenty-eight in overtime, and the big thing was we was up on the Lakers twelve points. After the first quarter. And then the Lakers respond with a 40-point quarter. Um, and, I mean, that that proved that to be the difference. Like, we we kept, you know, switching the lead here and there. And then we finally closed it to, over, or to get it to overtime when Russell Westbrook made three free throws. And let, let me just say this. Because I said, don't ever say Russell Westbrook isn't clutch. Obviously, we lost the game. So, I had people breathing down my neck about that tweet. But... You know, Russ Westbrook, he missed two drives to the (laughs) rim. Wish he would have made those, don't get me wrong. But immediately after he missed the second one, he gets back, tells his team not to foul. What was it? There was like 26, 28 seconds left in the game at that point. So he tells his team not to foul. Defense wins out. We get the ball back. He comes down, and he has the wherewithal to go up for a shot when Lonzo reaches in for the ball to go to the free throw line. And then, guys... He's shooting, like, what, 60% from the free throw line this year?
1: Somewhere around there. something A little, a little north of that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah like, the, the worst of his career, and for him to go to the line knock down all three to, you know, at least give his team a chance to go into overtime after the game that we had just played, that, that was clutch to me. And I don't care that we lost the game, but that was clutch. Um, the weird thing about the fourth quarter was Paul George didn't actually attempt a single field goal. Uh, he went to the line once. Uh, he was he split his free throws, but other than that, he didn't have a single field goal attempt. Going into overtime, Paul George shot one of five. Westbrook was zero of one. I think Jeremy Grant and Terrence Ferguson three pointers were our only points in overtime, and LA just cooked a sixteen to six in overtime for the ten point victory. Um, the big story out of LA side is Kyle Kuzma with a phenomenal game 32 points on 11 of 20 shooting hit 7 of 12 from deep the monzo ball with the double double 18 points 10 assists and he hit four threes and I, I tweeted this not a lot of people saw this but i have a gripe with uh t-pain because i saw the drop the mic commercial did you guys watch uh the tnt the tnt game like I didn't they, see the commercial.
2: I watched the game, though.
0: Yeah, they were showing a commercial for Drop the Mic, and he was going against T-Pain. And <laughs> apparently Lonzo said something to T-Pain about auto-tune. And T-Pain gets back up there and says, it's too bad they can't auto-tune your jump shot. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, I was dying. But I kid you not, as soon as we came out from the break, Lonzo hit, like, four straight threes. And so I blamed the loss on T-Pain. So I haven't liked right. T-Pain for a while, and it's, it's all on him now.
1: All right, the, let it be known, this podcast does not support T-Pain. It's just a stance we've taken now.
0: <laughs> you bad got to, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, the, so yeah, the Thunder got a couple breaks from the referees even. Get that one into overtime, but like the, just, the defense again was just bad. Like they just didn't play hard on the defensive end. You can't allow that kind of performance to a young Lakers team without LeBron right after... Right on the back of allowing 142 points to the Hawks, it was, you know, the low point of the season and so far. Let's hope it's the actual low point, <laughs> but I, yeah. I think it was definitely the saddest I had felt after a loss.
0: Oh yeah, for sure, and I mean, I mean if, you, if you're looking at the box score, he got out-rebounded by 19 to the Los Angeles Lakers. Zubak was a big part of that. Um, he had 26, a career-high 26 points and 12 rebounds, and... Really, we had no answer for him. He was just going to work on Steven Adams, and it was kind of hard to watch.
1: Yeah, I, well, so I think it was mostly that the guards weren't doing their job getting around screen, so Adams was hung up on the guard, and then they also weren't helping on the backside, so he's getting dunks. Like I don't know what... Like, I just put it again, all the effort. I, I don't. I don't really understand why they thought they could coast to a win like that, but they could not.
0: Especially in the with the Western Conference as tight as it was, because yep. you know, we lost that game. Trailblazers beat the Pelicans last night, and we were a three seed for gosh, like two weeks, and now we're four seed because yeah, you know, we messed around with the Hawks, messed around with the Lakers, so we've we were been messing around with everybody,
2: <laughs> right? Haven't we lost like five of our last six games?
1: We, we have. have lost five of our last six games.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hope it's not six of our last seven, but uh, Simmons just drove into the bat, uh, lane, had an easy lay-in. Philly's on an 11-0 run in the last, like, two and two and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, so, and, uh, and Jeremy Grant just hasn't been able to make a three for, like, a very long time. <laughs> not
0: a good book, guys. Not a good book. Gosh.
1: Well, I
2: don't know what Russ has to do to get a foul called, but it's just not working. Oh, and right now Dylan is uh, cheating on Dr. Pepper with Coca-Cola. this is co-
0: Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> I don't mean to get spiritual on y'all, but our church is doing a 21 day fast, so I'm fasting Dr. Pepper. So there you go. Okay. Well. Good luck. Yeah, oh, it's been hard. I've had some caffeine headaches. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm a I'm a big
1: supporter of these ninja headbands, like Jimmy Butler's wearing in this game. The ones where they actually tie it in the back, I I like it. I I wish uh, we had some Thunder players put some of those on. Maybe not Russ, though. No, Uh, maybe Steven Adams. But no, no, no. No, that's (laughs) perfect. I want Russ in one. That's what I want. That's (laughs) absolutely what I want. Paul George, baby. Paul George? Yeah,
2: you got him in a blender uh, for three uh, from the right, switched back to his left and and posted up in uh, one of his uh, hot zones. Which we can talk about later, um, but he, uh, yeah, he had a big time three. Yes, so. sir, he
1: did. Well, let's just move on goal. to it right now. That's a that's a good transition. Uh, what, talk about the hot zones, Dylan. You got a chart to t- tell us about?
0: I do have a chart. Uh, this is from a Mr. Kirk Goldsberry. Am I saying that correctly? Kirk Goldsberry. Yeah, he is a very smart person. All right, so uh, he tweeted this, and it was actually kind of misleading because he said Paul George is been the best defensive player in the NBA this year, and then he tweets a, a chart about his offense. But we'll get to the defense here in a little bit. Um, it shows Paul George's chart, and around the three-point line, he's shooting 50 from what looks – so if you're looking at the basketball goal, he's shooting 50% from the right corner, 39% from the wing, 38% straight away, 39% from the left wing. 29% from the left corner, but that is his absolute worst. Um, he's shooting. And,
1: and the only bad spot on the yeah, whole court.
0: The, yeah, um, absolutely. Like, blue shows bad and red is good. That is the only spot that is blue. Um, from the right elbow, he's shooting 43%. And around the rim, he's actually finishing 58% of his shots.
1: Yeah, um, that, that shot shot was really encouraging. Uh, he's having his best season. Man, Jeremy Grant just cannot get a charge call, can he? Right, <laughs> and, he got and they're like
2: five <laughs> the And they're they're flailing. They're like losing their balance and throwing their shoulder into the Thunder players and getting the call. Right. Yeah. It's like they're they're not even in a position to finish the shot. Just it's
1: an elbow. He just caught an elbow on that one from mm-hmm. an elbow in his chest from Ben Simmons.
0: Uh, elbow from the Aussie.
1: Yeah, but so yeah, Paul George is having his best season. Of his career uh, he's been great from the field from every part of the field again except that one corner which who knows how many threes he shot from that corner but the main point of the article and this was what caused a lot of confusion was that and quote he is the best defender in the NBA and that's from somebody who has a very very smart reputation among NBA analysts um, And it's the thing that you need to start seeing nationally for Paul George to get that Defensive Player of the Year award. It takes these smart guys who can just say it, and then all the people who are unsure because they don't get to watch enough games from every team, how to vote for who's the best defender, will just be like, well, he's smart and he said that, so I'll just go with that. This is the kind of thing that it takes to get the ball rolling on that, and I don't, it's always seemed like a long shot to me, but this article is the first time that I kind of felt like he has a legitimate shot at it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you, if you look at his stats, I mean, he leaves the league right now and steals 98 deflections, 162 and loose balls recovered, 95. Uh, not only that, but I mean, he's guarding the best um, perimeter player night after night. And, you know, he's still doing this without Andre Robertson, Uh, on the floor. So, I mean, he's really taken up the brunt of the defensive assignments and responsibility all on his own. I will say, though,
2: yes, uh, Dre is gone, but Terrence Ferguson has stepped up big time uh, over the last uh, month and a half, which I think has really helped Paul George out. Uh, Looking at his chart, he does create a lot for himself, but you don't really see him force a lot either. He's the game comes pretty easily to him, and he just picks his spots. So that's pretty encouraging too, with how he's uh, how he's accumulating these stats offensively.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and my favorite part of the article from Kirk Goldsberry was actually the part where he mentioned that not only is Paul George awesome on the offensive end, but he also Woo! is
0: willing. <laughs> Let's go. Paul George misses a three. Let's get three pound flips at bat to him for a sick alley to go up by three. Up by three with oh, a little under four wait.
1: minutes left.
0: Oh, and he gets to steal.
2: The depoy. Depoy. Wait for it. Wait for it.
0: Oh, he's about to hit a three, Annie.
1: Buckets.
0: <laughs> Booyah. Let's go.
1: Yes. yes. <laughs> Ah, really takes me back, you know. Like these are these are the moments that we get used to as Thunder fans where just oh. these awesome stretches of play where somebody'll go bucket steal bucket oh. and just really change the game in two possessions. Um and oh, it feels I like would- it's been a couple years since we saw that kind of run, you know. I don't
0: mean to interrupt you, man. But are we hacking Ben Simmons right now? <laughs> uh
2: looks like it a little bit. Um,
0: <laughs> George just made our last lead uh, point. Made it. Yeah, he he made his pay. He made his first free throw. I've never been a fan of the hacking strategy, so I really hope we're not doing that.
1: And the only time that you should do it is when you're ahead with a few minutes left. So and he makes both of them. So it didn't turn out this turn turn out well this time. I, man, maybe we should have tried that against Lonzo the other night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not so so yeah. Incident. Back back to my back to my favorite part of that Kurt Goldsberry article yes, was when okay. he said that uh, Paul George isn't afraid to waste calories on the defensive end. He's one of the best two-way players in an age where there are a, prolifer- a prolif- proliferation of one-way players, including ones with big beards. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Wait, who could he have been? A just yeah, no, it's it's so great that he just like legit called him out <laughs> as like the the epitome of a one way superstar.
0: I just really love that. Hey, I got a question for you guys. You know, you you, you, you know, you just said what uh, Kurt Goldsberry said about Paul George being one of the best two way players. Chauncey um, Billups gave his seal approval for um, Paul George being deep way so far, saying he's one of the best two way players. Do you guys think this season? alone, not all time, obviously, this season alone, do you guys think Paul George has had a better two-way season than Kawhi Leonard?
1: I mean, if you discount Kawhi Leonard for his games missed, then, then sure, you have to <laughs> knock off a quarter of his value. <laughs> well, that's easy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I've, I haven't i have seen the Raptors play more than a handful of games, right? So... It, I understand. And this is the this is kind of what I was getting at, right? With how it takes the right personality to, with the right reputation, to vouch for a defensive player of the year. Because I don't know, but if somebody comes out of Kirk Goldsberry or Zach Lowe's status and tells me that Kawhi Leonard's been demonstrably better than Paul Jordan, I'm just going to believe him.
2: What? Yeah, and and we say that as Russell Westbrook charges to the basket. And gets a blocking foul called on Ben Simmons. So, I guess the refs are going to call it both ways a little bit here down the stretch. Um, and give the, I guess, the tie to the runner, if you will. Or the the benefit of the
0: doubt that to the offensive player. Because um, yeah, it looked like easily, Russ might have charged a little bit. Could have easily yeah. been a charge. Was, yeah, he won her shoulder. Um, I didn't see what happened to play before. I did see Simmons shooting free throws. But... There was a Kendall Jenner sighting, the camera, you know, just shined on Kendall Jenner. So she's there supporting her uh, Ben Simmons, dude. Cool.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Steve, with with all of his culture love, uh, all his (laughs) pop culture.
0: (laughs) Well, I just remember whenever the Cavs played the the Sixers and Jordan Clarkson hit that, was it a game winner or something like that? And he blew a kiss to Kendall Jenner. Oh, that's funny. We also have a Corey
2: Brewer sighting on the on the Sixers sideline so
0: and it's getting <laughs> no a little comment. tight
2: it's a it's
1: a two point game with 2 minutes yeah. left Oh we just lost the ball yeah, Philly's got the ball All right so you know we talked a little bit about defensive player of the year um which we have no control over we talked in the opening about all-star voting and recently the third all-star voting returns came out and the thunder came out looking pretty good in that you got those numbers for us dylan
0: yes i do sorry i was staring at paul george getting another reflection um <laughs> paul george is actually third in the western conference front court behind only lebron james which is you know obviously going to be up there but uh, a push from luka Doncic, which i mean he's getting most of his votes from europe right
1: yeah, I think he's getting a big
0: boost from that continent. I mean, I love Wika, don't get me wrong, but I don't, I mean... Oh, my goodness. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> Russ is about... Russ wants to just kill Embiid right now. He I'm sorry. <laughs> Can
1: we get a technical... The Thunder foul? came up with a big steal. Oh, whoa, 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 Russell whoa. Russell Westbrook out on the break, and oh, my goodness. He charged at it. <laughs> yep, he wanted to fight... Paul... Paul George and I think Jeremy Grant were there to like hold him back. Yeah, I've never seen Russ go at somebody that aggressively, you know. Well,
2: on the way down, it looked like Embiid like gave him a shove, like even as they were
1: falling. I think that's what Russ even just told the ref. Yeah, absolutely. And here's a replay. Let's check it out. We got the steal. Outlet pass to Russ out in front. He kind of bobbles it. I, I don't know. Did, I he mean, his arm on the oh, he gave him a little shove to the ground. Yeah. So Embiid clearly just went on top of him accidentally, but then he absolutely did shove Russ into the ground. Um, pro- Maybe in more of an attempt to preserve his own life <laughs> than anything, but you can't shove a guy into the court like that. And the, it looks like they're not even going to take a look at it, which is a little bit surprising. Usually when somebody gets up that angry, they're going to take a look at it, right?
2: Yeah,
0: usually, especially when it's a spill that hard. I haven't seen somebody go at a player like that since Stephen Adams went at somebody. I don't even remember oh, who he is. Yeah.
1: I don't remember who he is either. I don't think he made much of an imprint after that. But he tracked him down in the corner, and that guy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, like, for I his mean, life, I remember I, that. <laughs> Adams popped up, and it looked like he saw red. Man, I was like, oh my gosh!
1: <laughs> well, Russ made his first free throw. Pretty good poise after that to come back and knock down a free throw when he was two for five. You know, I know it's not
2: likely to happen, but how amazing would an NBA Finals be between the Thunder and the Sixers?
1: Oh, Every game. Just how these yeah. two play each other. <laughs> Must we'd see we'd catch 15 overtimes in that series. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like Memphis all over again,
0: huh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Skip Bay was predicted a Thunder Sixers Finals last year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't. We don't mention
1: his name. Why are you mentioning his name? Or the, don't mention him or the other guy that you know is the same guy. They don't. They don't deserve it. But yeah, good poise by Russ there to knock down both free throws after getting absolutely obliterated into the ground.
2: <laughs> butler just nailed the three to pull him
0: within one. Uh, Russ misses the three, butler gets the rebound. Yeah, Maddie's just like a smidge ahead of us here. Gets a screen. Jeremy Grant gets screen. Paul George puts a hand in the butt where drains it. Yep. Down one. Rush drives. Backs out. Gives it to Adams. Adams gets some. Oh Yeah, baby!
1: <laughs> Maddie, you gotta you gotta give us like five, ten seconds, man. <laughs> Russ
0: the ball. Sorry, Pull no, for three. <laughs> oh, he missed it. Adams gets the board. Adam's out to Jeremy. Rush drives in. Out to Ferg. Ferg three! He's been so good lately! He has been, man. He's been so
1: good. What is that dance
0: he just did, though?
1: (laughs) 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 Was that like an Elvis thing? Like an Elvis hip gyration? Uh, Well, it looked like he was doing something with his
0: waistband. I don't know. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Elvis was known to put his hand down there. I know I know Andrew Schlecht, who I'm sure we all listen to him talk all the time, has been kind of touting this. Uh, Terrence Ferguson is the two-way, two-guard that the Thunder have been looking for, for the, Yeah, for the last 10 years. And, I mean, my God, shout out to Andrew Schlecht, because he absolutely seems like he is. <laughs> he's been on fire lately. Did you see that earlier in those last five games? He's at over 13 points per game. That's super efficient pitch.
0: three. Yeah. He had like what? He had four or five threes against the Lakers. He had like six or seven threes against the Spurs. Like, dude, yeah. he's been getting them, man. He's been hitting them confidently, too. And he's been
1: getting ball. up double digit attempts like several times in that span, which is just confidence from the team, right? Well, yeah. Wasn't there a story
2: that came out earlier in the year about how Russ spent extra time with Terrence Ferguson? Like, yeah. early in the morning or late at night, they would go to the gym and work work on his jumper and work on things. It's definitely paying off now.
0: Hashtag leadership.
1: <laughs> All right, Absolutely. We're All right, so we're, we're coming back in. Thunder up four. 41 seconds left. Philadelphia ball. And him this, him this would be a great spot to get a stop. Butler on Grant. Butler scores. And he's fouled. Mother frick. And that absolutely was a spot where Jeremy Grant would take a charge. <laughs> but I think with the way this game has been called, he was uh, hesitant to hit the deck on that one.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Makes his free throw. We got a one-point lead for the Thunder. Yeah, Russ brings the ball down court, 35 seconds left to play.
2: Man, the whistles are are very, very uh, prevalent at the end of this one.
0: Uh oh, Paul George has the ball, but we almost getting it. Paul George drives, puts a shot up. He is fouled. I guess. Yeah, and I. he was. Yeah, he was fouled, but he
2: was also flailing a little bit. I think he yeah. was trying to get the foul call.
1: That's okay. I
2: mean, I'm not gonna hate on it because other teams do it to us, but I'm like. I feel like in order to get a foul call, you should at least be attempting to make a basket. But it was
0: calling for a travel. I don't know if that was a travel, but
1: it was definitely not a travel. Anytime somebody takes those two slow steps, mm-hmm. it just it feels like a travel, so people yell for it. And people drag that second foot too.
2: So it like stabilizes yeah. them a little bit.
1: That's true. Yeah. So it but that yeah, that's true. Anytime you drag the second foot, it is a travel, but nobody ever calls that i don't think i've ever seen that called
0: <laughs> you know? i love watching adams when he and when he's setting up for a rebound on the second free throw because he it's the
1: literally,
0: best. he literally like uh oh what's what's the word i'm looking for he does like wall sits in midair <laughs> like get ready for that rebound it's great like he's well like knocking
1: it. arms aside and pulling arms like before he's even before the guy's even ready to shoot he's already jockeying for position
0: yeah, the man working like a lineman. And,
2: right, exactly. It's like a chess match. It's like you're watching a defensive end or something or a defensive tackle in football, try to figure out and set up the the opponent to get behind him. It's it's always fun to watch him on the um, attempts to get a rebound off of a free throw because you never know if he's going like underneath or or behind or or where he's gonna gonna go to post up. So it's fun. It's a game within the game.
1: Man, this timeout is just so tense. I don't know. Uh, right. <laughs> Thunder up three. Philly's got the ball with 20.9 seconds left. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they're going to try to hold for the last shot? <laughs> no? Do you think they're going to go quick two or try to get a three up? Jimmy Butler well, likes think they're that gonna three. Go, I think they're going to
2: try to get Redick open for a three. Um, if it's not there, they're going to take the easy bucket and extend it out and probably try to foul Russ because he's hasn't been yeah. shooting. Free throw very very
0: well, um,
2: that's winter
0: winter. what I would do. But we'll see. Yeah, we've got a winter weather advisory, so I can't see like the bottom part of my screen. Are we in? Are they in bonus right now? Oh yes. my god! Both teams
1: are in the bonus.
0: Oh god! How that are you going to call sick. that? Oh, uh, something bad's going to happen. Runner,
1: What's going to happen? <laughs>
0: Is that, that Bolden guy. Oh, there's JJ, Joel Embiid. Oh, that was not what. They
2: call I'm Joel, still trying to uh, figure out where the foul was.
1: The bigger question is how that ref called a foul.
0: He did not have the angle to call that. And then Joel and B waves at Russ. He swiped at the ball when Joel yeah. shot it, but did he actually him hit him? Looks like he
1: got him on the arm.
0: Oh, man. It looked like a rep through, though. That's what Billy Donovan's kind of pleading on the sideline. But, I mean, once this happens, they're not going to take it back. Just I'm hope
1: fine it with go. it.
0: <laughs> Russ fouled out also. that was Oh, shoot. That's not good.
1: <laughs> Especially if it goes to overtime.
0: <laughs> yeah. Choke indeed. Choke.
2: You know what, though? We've got number one, three, and we've got number two, three.
0: And number 12. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> hey, we got 17 too, man. He's been tearing it up this game. Joel did not have confidence in that shot. He was bouncing up and down as as he released it. Like, please go in. <laughs> he was willing to bounce.
1: calls it. a timeout to try to ice Embiid before the third free throw. You know, whether or not you agree with the fact that that was a shooting foul, you just can't <laughs> foul a... You can't foul Joel Embiid on a three-point attempt ahead by three, right? Like, right? That's a bad foul. You you can't put
2: yourself in position to get a foul called on you either. You got to have, like, wherewithal. Yeah.
0: Yeah, It's it's kind of funny because Hubie Brown was talking um, at the broadcast, I think, when we first fouled J.J. Reddick. He's like, how many times have you blocked a three-point shooter? Mm -hmm. Like, just go to contest. You're not – Chances are you're probably not going to block the shot, so if you leave your feet, you're probably going to get called for a foul.
1: Yeah, and that's the fourth or fifth foul on a three-point shooter that the Thunder have had in this game, I think. Um, Which is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, and and you can understand it when it's J.J. Redick, right? But you can't put yourself in that position against Joel Embiid, who's like a below-average three-point shooter for the league. Ugh. Man. What's that? What happened? (laughs) Nothing
2: yet. I'm just stressing. He's shooting number three right now.
1: That was a stress noise for Matty Moles.
0: Apparently, well, obviously there's a delay, but um, I I got a notification from Royce and Brett, uh, and I'm not excited about what's about to happen.
1: Oh my gosh. All right, here we go. Shooter gets the ties ball. The
0: game. 15 seconds left. Thunderball.
1: Shooter double teamed in the backcourt.
0: Jimmy Butler, go ahead, play up. Six seconds remain. Thunder call timeout. Russell Westbrook is out of the game already.
2: Woo, brother.
0: Don't you tell us about any more notifications,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> you just you can't make that play. And.
2: This is the NBA, right? Like, these guys have seen presses before. These guys have seen traps.
1: Don't you have to have an outlet pass? You had Jeremy Grant right there and just didn't throw it to him. But you don't have – I mean, you got to have a a
2: quicker outlet than trying to throw it all the way across court, past midcourt, right? And he
0: left his feet, too. Right. Right.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jeremy Grant was running right in front of him. Uh-huh. He, tried, he thought he could beat the double team. And then by the time he realized he couldn't, somebody had come up to guard Jeremy Grant and Steven Adams. You just got to get that ball out of your hands. Uh, it seems like he was kind of maybe intent on getting a sh- getting a shooting opportunity on that possession. Which you can understand, he's hot. But, uh, you know, just get the ball up court first and then figure it out. So the Thunders still have seven seconds left, down by two, with an opportunity to do something here. Um, I think I go for the three on the road <laughs> with Russell. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: oh. Spoiler baby. alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh,
1: I think oh. something
0: could happen. Don't tell us. <laughs> He's crazy. either
1: very happy or very angry. Paul okay. George pulls up for three.
0: <laughs> he got it and he got fouled. And one, <laughs> baby! Paul oh, George is ridiculous! MVP! MVPG.
1: Russell said some bad words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow, that is insane!
2: I'm sorry, fellas,
1: I couldn't hold that back. That
0: was—I—I <laughs> I saw you move to the back of the room before I heard you scream.
1: <laughs> it was right as I said. I think I go for the three on the road, right? And then you celebrated. I was like, "Oh, I guess I uh, <laughs> guess I called it." My wife, call coach. my wife just texted me. She said, "Dang, PG." <laughs> dang
0: PG. well said very nicely done all right we've got a not in the bag we got a chance to go up two
1: the, right. the 76ers do not have a timeout so they cannot advance the ball so we got Paul George at the line to put us up by two and then the Sixers are going to have to go full court with the ball
0: all right simmons gets the ball comes with down a court bit of a full court press jimmy butler gets a shot off it does not go in Thunder
1: win! And he did not yeah, get a good look. That's one that if that if he had made it, it would have been very upsetting. He was double teamed on the far wing by Paul George and Terrence Ferguson.
0: I think those were the and two the, over there. And the team is crowding Paul George. They They're are all very happy for all him. All over him. And, I, I mean, love
1: how happy they are for him.
0: <laughs> there's another MVP moment right there, he boys. Did.
2: Hashtag MVPG. Even Brewer came over and gave him gave him some love.
1: Oh, so. Brewer. Aww, <laughs> we Brewer. like Brewer. I'm sorry. Yeah, about- you got, yeah, we're- you got yeah. Terrence Ferguson and Paul George with just out- an outstanding uh, trap and uh, uh. contest. Uh, you know, that's the thing when your point guard is absolutely no threat at shooting a three, right? You come down with five seconds and he runs a dribble handoff to Jimmy Butler. And both guys a are just going to double team Jimmy Butler, right? So a it's dribble, like triple three step. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like you, you, know, you're not gonna you're not gonna honor Ben Simmons after he hands the ball off to Jimmy Butler. That's a double team. <laughs> right. It's a trap and a double team. So maybe with four more seconds, you have to stay with him, but not at the buzzer,
0: you don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, mm-hmm.
0: What a game! What a game to live react to, guys.
1: Hey.
2: Maybe we should just, you know, do every game like this. Maybe it'll turn out better.
1: (laughs) All right. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Make sure and check out the recap. We're going to be recording that right after, and we'll we'll give you a lot more on that game exclusively. But, you know, something we almost started to get into before the game took all our attention was all-star voting. And do you think Paul George might have helped his case out a little bit in this one? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Maybe he gets a little bit over on Luka Doncic here now. Maybe he catches a little bump off this game. National no, TV. National a televised game, absolutely. Afternoon, everybody <laughs> gets to see it. Uh, I mean, hitting a little game winner is his point guard out in foul trouble. So there you go. I mean, hey. Can't hurt. Can't hurt. He had some
1: huge steals down the stretch. If you're talking about uh, his defensive player of the year candidacy. At the game winner, if you're talking about his MVP candidacy, and you know, all of that, if you're talking about All Star, not to mention the game Steven Adams had, right?
0: Yeah, and you know, Steven Adams also right in there in the front court. Uh, Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis are above him right now, but Adams is six in front court voting, and you know, obviously, um, the top three are all that matters when it comes to the starters, and then after that, what is it, the head coaches decide? Yeah, the so
1: the the starters are selected by 50% fan vote and then 25% each from the players and the media. So even if Luka Doncic ends up as a starter by the fan vote, there's still a great chance that he will not actually make the All-Star game because the players and the media and I I think particularly the players probably won't won't want this hot new rookie in the game, you know. <laughs> So after that the reserves yes are selected by the coaches and it's it's the same as the starters two guards three front court and then two miscellaneous after that and I think the coaches selecting might be part of the reason that maybe Stephen Adams has a great shot right coaches Absolutely. like him right
0: Absolutely because you know he's very compliment or all the coaches are very complimentary of his game and Stephen Adams is not just a great basketball player he's a very high intellect basketball player which I think Coaches can appreciate a player like that.
2: Andy's old school, right? And I think a lot of coaches probably appreciate a little bit of the old school type of play still being used in today's NBA and how good he is at it on both ends of the floor. So,
1: Yeah, I yeah. think it's an outside shot, right? It's an outside shot that Stephen Adams gets into the game. But if all we can do as fans is have him up there at 6th, Among forwards in the Western Conference, the stacked forward rotation in Western Conference, right? And maybe just be like, "Hey, coaches, hint, hint. Like, don't forget about this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, they're they're gonna he's gonna at least cross their mind when they're selecting their roster."
0: And listen, you know, I don't wish any ill will on this guy because you know I love him. He used to play for Kentucky, and you know we're gonna lead to it here in a little bit when we get into the upcoming games. But Anthony Davis is out for one to two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a graphic of somebody who has documented all of his injuries this year, and it was at least 15 items. Uh, he doesn't have a very you know, clean bill of health historically in the league, so there's a chance Anthony Davis doesn't make it to the All-Star game. That's another forward spot opening up for Steven Adams.
1: Yeah, even if he's selected and he drops out, then you, know, you just go down the list and they keep bringing him in. And you know what? If I'm LeBron James, I'm not playing in the All-Star game. And, you know, he's already missed 12 games of the 45 or whatever they're at. Um, Mm -hmm. And we don't know when he's coming back still. Yeah, and speaking of guys
2: uh, who are big men uh, who missed a lot of games and and played at the University of Kentucky, uh, Boogie Cousins is up there too, right, in the fan vote, Where is he at? Uh,
0: He's number 10. I don't claim him right now. (laughs) <laughs> not yet, but
2: you think like the coaches and the players aren't gonna put Boogie in, right? With him not playing at all.
0: No, absolutely I, I not. Don't, no. I don't claim him as uh, as BBN right now. That's what he's, I mean. He's
1: I'm not like, a threat. He's not a threat to make the game.
0: Yeah, no. no. And um I, I do want to mention, you know, Russ Westbrook, he's number four in the guard spot behind Steph Curry, James Harden. Not in order, Steph Curry, James Harden, but in, uh, Mr. Derek Rose. And yeah, we talk about yeah. Demarcus Cousins not playing at all. Not deserving. Chris Paul missing a lot of the season. He's not deserving. Derrick Rose. I mean, Derrick Rose has been great this year. Don't get me wrong, but in the West, over guys like Russell Westbrook, Damian Willard, uh, Demar Derozan, like he, he doesn't deserve to be an All Star, in my opinion.
1: No, he's not. He's not gonna make it. He won't. But I, I agree. And it's just a nostalgia vote, right? People are just happy to see him doing well. And it's the same for Dwayne Wade, right? I think he's at second in the East right now, or he was yeah. last time I checked. And so it's like they're just voting for the names they recognize and the people that make them feel good. And that's why the that's what the players and the media are for to kind of knock away a little bit of that nostalgia.
0: Yeah, and I can understand a little bit more for Dwayne Wade because, you know, this is his one last dance. Like, this is his last season, you know, let him go to the All Star game as a send off, but Derrick Rose doesn't said he's retiring. Like right? he can, he could still be playing more. So, yeah, I ju- I just don't get it. All right. Well, um, you know we we was talking about Stephen Adams and how good he's been, and you know especially his past game, um, and you know how he's six in the front court voting for the All Star game. He's been playing really good. There's a lot of people questioning his worth, uh, Stephen. <laughs> Got
1: your glass on, you're to defend our big man? Man, it's I'm just so surprised that I have to, you know. And 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 I honestly didn't know that there was a subsection of Thunder fans who are out there who thought that Nerland's Noel is a better defensive player than Steven Adams. And look, I love Nerland's Noel. I think he's great. I, I think he's probably one of the best backup big men in the league, but to say he's better than Steven Adams, so I mean my god but like so you guys know if you know me right that I'm not a big fan of the baseball right <laughs> <laughs> but I am a big yeah. fan of the good dialogue in movies so the other night I watched uh, Moneyball you guys seen that you guys seen this mm-hmm. film great, great movie really yeah, good, good movie flick. and It reminded me as I was watching, as as they're talking about their strategy, as as they're saying, "We lost Giambi, so what do we have to replace?" You know, and the people are saying, "You got to replace this many home runs and this many RBIs, right?" And he's like, "No, like you got to replace his glove." And he's like, "No, we need to replace runs. That's all that matters." And with basketball, I think that the people. Who are valuing Nolan's Noel over Steven Adams are trying, are overvaluing home runs and RBIs. And by that, I mean blocks and steals and undervaluing points prevented, which is the whole point. <laughs> you know, we're not out here trying to get stats, we're out here trying to keep the other team from scoring. And Steven Adams does that better than almost any center in the league and it's it's hard to see unless you look at things like defensive rating and team rating or if you just watch the game and watch how many possessions he just snuffs out on his own just by being in the right place and with his hands being in the right place. He's amazing and no shade to Nerlens Noel, but Stephen Adams is one of the best big man defenders in the game and Nerlens Noel is like could be a lower tier starter for somebody, I suppose. Right? Would you say that's like where he's at in the league?
0: Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of people uh, confuse what nervous Noel does on defensive end, you know, with a shot blocking. And Nerlens Noel is a phenomenal shot blocker. Um, but just because Adams doesn't block shots, doesn't mean he's a bad defender. Um, he actually talks about in his book how his his uh, block shots had gone down from his rookie year to his sophomore year, and he talks mm-hmm. about. The reasoning behind that is because he was in better defensive positioning to where he didn't have to block the shot. He was in position to where there wasn't a shot attempted. Right. And so he said, "I hope my block shots continue to go down because that <laughs> is a testament to you know being a better defender."
1: That's really smart. And and one of the main arguments I also saw was that, uh, Nolan's Noel's hands are better. And it's like, my God, like, have you seen Steven Adams' hands? The, the amount of passes he gets a hand on. And I just think that's those two steals he got against Damian Lillard. And they're like, oh, best hands in the league, you know? So it's just the flashy plays that, that catch people's eyes. Now... I, I, I dropped this bomb into Twitter and it watched it go off in my mentions, just people debating this for, for three or four days, and I didn't really get into it too much because, I mean, personally, when I see somebody say something like, Steven Adams doesn't try on defense, or Stephen Adams is a terrible pick-and-roll defender, those people are lost, you know, like... <laughs> you have to leave them in the shadows and and just hope they find their own way out because you can't <laughs> show them light anymore they're they're lost causes at that point but yeah yeah go ahead matty
2: one one thing too to to allude to another sport um like in football like in, on defense the middle linebacker typically tends to be the one with the dot on his helmet which means that he's the one that's talking to the defensive coordinator and he's in charge with getting the whole defense set up. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people think like it's Russ or it's Paul George, and while they're very active and, and verbal, really you notice the difference defensively in how Oklahoma City um, defends teams when Stephen Adams goes out, because Stephen actually helps to get everything settled and established. And I think typically, like how we'd like to see the offense roll through Stephen Adams early, right, to kind of in- impose our will. We've seen that a lot this year. We also do the same thing defensively. We actually funnel a lot of action to Steven Adams uh, if guys are going to be driving to the basket. And then we close out when they try to like kick it out and swing it around. So we're very good at, at being able to close that out. Or we typically have been uh, this last week and a half excluded. So I think people don't really notice that. Um, and then they see no one's, Noel come in and he gets one or two flashy blocks or a couple of steals. And that looks great um, in spurts. But our defensive efficiency would would plummet if we didn't have Stephen Adams, and we actually saw that too in that uh, in that Spurs game when Stephen Adams went out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: Marcus Aldridge then proceeded to score like what eight to ten straight points for the Spurs
1: yeah, to send it into that first overtime.
2: Yeah, he just right. absolutely went and,
1: off.
2: And that would be that would happen on a night to night basis for the Thunder if we didn't have Stephen Adams.
1: To be fair, Nerlens was he was out of that game, right? Yeah, that was that was he scored all those on Jeremy Grant, which is not and fair. Patterson. But I, and Patterson, true, true. Yeah. Neither of whom is equipped to to guard him. But I think that was that's a really smart point comparing him to a middle linebacker because if you watch the Thunder games like I do, like I think we mostly do on your laptop with headphones in, you can hear Stephen Adams like directing people as the screens are coming, and he's just not he's not just saying screen left or whatever you know like the basics he's he you can hear him say push push and then you see the defensive player take a hop forward and he's saying like force them this way like he he's actually giving out instructions in in such a small amount of time like he he knows things are happening before they happen and he's directing the defense to be in the right position constantly and it's it's i guess hard to see but you can hear it if you want to look for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, like you said, it's not a knock against Charles Noel because I mean, Charles Noel is great at getting blocks. He's great at getting steals. Now uh, that was something that's been prevalent ever since his time at UK. I watched the man block 12 shots in a game. I watched a man get like five steals in the game repeatedly poking the ball out of his, def- um, his uh, opponent's hands. Um, but you know, I mean, st- like you said, you know, Stephen Adams is the heart and soul of the defense, and he's also, you know, the brain of the defense. And you know, like like you said, with the Spurs cut off the head, everybody else suffers. So yeah, there you go.
1: Yeah, you can't take the heart and the soul and the brain away. Come on.
0: Yeah, then you're just a lifeless sack. So after
2: looking at all of the production or lack thereof uh, from the last week and what the Thunder did. It's time for us to pick out our player of the week. And the player of the week is...
1: Terrence Ferguson. Look, he was just kind of a revelation this week, right? And he carried that through to this last game. Um, Was really good in the first Spurs game that we're not even including in this, which was kind of his breakout game Mm -hmm. um, for the week. So again, that's just for the 3 games that we hooked up the Tivo for earlier. Terrence Ferguson scored 11 points on 40% from 3, 44% overall. He added 3.3 rebounds, 1.3 assists, which is a very good sign to me. And you know, <laughs> kind of along the lines of what we were talking about with Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel, he only got 0.3 steals per game. <laughs> and yet, he was Excellent on the defensive end. Maybe the only Thunder player who actually played defense in all the games this week. Do you guys agree?
0: Yeah, the Lakers game. I agree. Uh, like I said, I, I can't speak to the other two games that we watched, but I mean, even in the game that we just watched, you know, he was very active defensively. He hit a big three late in the game. Like, he shot fifty percent from deep. Scored eleven points. Um, how, how many threes has he averaged those past three games? Attempts. Uh, not attempts, makes. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you both. How about that?
1: That works. That he's, he's a
2: overachiever.
1: Yeah, he's a 2.7 makes on 6.7 attempts per game in just those three games. And again, that that first Spurs game, he I got up double digits, right? Yeah. So like that, that'll raise that a little bit. I don't know what he had tonight, but it was m- more than a handful. Six. Three six? Yep. Three of six. Yeah, so he's he's been on fire lately, and he's that two-way guard, that three and D guy that we've been looking for for so long, and he's been the epitome of that over this last week. So congratulations, Again. Terrence Ferguson, on your player of the week. What does that mean? Do I get, do I get anything? Do I win? Do I get a bonus? <laughs> That'll be sick. <laughs> no, just, I don't know. Seems dumb.
0: Got one thing to ask about that Before we move on to our forecasts. Okay Obviously we are missing a very big piece Andre Robertson Uh, We are optimistic That he will return If not by the end of the season Maybe playoffs When he is back What do we do With our rotation I mean we're going to have to see
1: How healthy he is right like if he's 100% of himself then I I would tend to say start him and do the thing we've always done where we just try not to allow any points in the first quarter and then maybe Terrence Ferguson or Dennis Schroeder finishes the game depending on how they're doing but if he's not 100% then Terrence Ferguson's the guy couldn't
0: say it better myself I, I just I don't know I just feel like Dre coming off the bench is a weird scenario and not weird because, you know, I'm so used to him, to him starting. Just, like, weird is in, like, what does he bring off the bench when you need you know, points off the bench?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, and I get that. Um, I Actually, I think they talked about this a little bit in one of the recent Dream Team episodes where the point that whichever smart person from that made, and I don't remember which one it was, is that most benches, at least for the good teams at this point, and especially in the playoffs, are going to be run by an elite scorer. You know, like you've got the Rockets, if assuming Chris Paul is Chris Paul, he runs their second unit. You got the Blazers, right? They always have one of their guys on the court. The Warriors, obviously. Like pretty much any of these good teams that we play are gonna have an elite score running the bench unit. And if Andre Robertson, because even though they're gonna have an elite score running the bench unit, they're not gonna have a second one. It's like if Robertson can just completely shut down their second unit's main guy, then like what else are they gonna do? You know, so that, that would be the kind of strategy there.
2: Well, there may be another uh guy available um to help run our second unit uh coming out of Houston. <laughs> if if dude just so happens to get released.
1: What are you talking ought to about? Y'all don't want man. mellow back? You don't want no. Melo back? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I, it, that was so far off my radar, I didn't even understand where you were going with that.
0: <laughs> yeah, but apparently he has his pick on what team he gets to go back to, even uh, though he's still on the Houston Rockets. He's still on the Rockets. <laughs> like, how can you even say who should sign him? He's still on the
1: Rockets. Whatever. He's not going anywhere. And the, the last report I saw was that with the imminent signing of Kenneth Farid to the Rockets because they just get all these buyout guys, that they're still not planning on waving Carmelo Anthony, that they'll waive their 10-day their ten, ten guy, um, whoever that is. So, yeah, N- Nunnally, that's right, James Nunnally. So Melo's not going anywhere unless somebody's willing to give something up for him. He can just stay in that anytime fitness gym in
0: New York City and keep getting shots up. Do you guys feel like... Um... Kenneth Fareed moves the needle at all for the Rockets.
1: I have no idea. I I was looking at his stats, and he just didn't hardly play in Brooklyn this year. Um, He played a little bit more the year before, but still not that much. He doesn't have a reputation as a good defender, but I suppose that they're just looking for a stopgap while Capella's out, just somebody who can catch a lob. And he can catch a lob, so I don't know.
0: Whatever. He's also really good at rebounding. Um, used to be.
1: I, I don't know. It's been like three years since he did anything. I have no idea how good he is anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he—he, he, I think he's the the all-time leader in the NCAA in rebounding. Now, yeah. it translated a little bit over in the NBA, but, you know, obviously, he's getting older, might have lost a step a little bit, and he hasn't played meaningful minutes in a couple of years. So, I don't know, man. The Rockets just keep making head-scratching moves to me. <laughs>
1: And they're just desperate, you know? Like, they just need a body who can play functional NBA basketball. And and like I said, I was looking at his stats, and you remember when we looked at Steven Adams and every single stat, except maybe blocks, is on a constant increase from year to year? Reeds are the opposite. And that goes for minutes, points, rebounds, every single thing for, like, the last four years have just been on a decline. So I don't know what he can bring, but I think if he can just make a couple dunks, the Rockets are going to be happy because they're going to get him on the minimum for free, so whatever they'll take it yeah (laughs) it's not like you know he wouldn't play for us he's not he wouldn't even take patrick patterson's minutes but they have a need at that position so they'll do it uh go ahead
2: oh i was just gonna gonna ask so everybody says that the thunder needs shooting and i don't disagree with that man we've got it lately don't we (laughs) yeah terrence ferguson um I I wonder what kind of move Presti will make. I don't think that we just sit on our laurels, you know, and let the trade deadline pass here in a couple of weeks. The trade deadline, it's what, the 7th, right? February yeah. 7th? Yeah, correct. And it's also the day that the uh, All-Star draft happens that they're televising.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, that's wild.
1: Yeah, that'll but the be The deadline will time. be at, like, noon or something, right? And then the All-Star draft will be at, like, prime time.
0: Isn't it usually? Yeah, it's-
2: I think the deadline's like 3 Eastern or something like that. Yeah. And it's going to be prime time. uh, Oh, this is the same for you, right.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Uh, You West Coast guy. Uh, So it's just interesting to see or to think about what type of move press he's going to make, especially over the last, you know, uh, seven games, right? We've dropped five of our last seven. I know we just won. Um, Yeah, we did. Going up here now, man. Right, well, I hope so. Um, but I don't think Presty's happy with with how our team is constructed right now. He can't be. Um, we need some type of some type of spark or or one more bullet in our chamber, so to speak. I just don't know what type of move we're gonna make. Are we gonna do a trade or do you think we go buy out market?
1: It just kind of feels to me like all of our all of the players whom we would like to trade, are at an all-time low value right now. You know, that, that we would not get the return on sending one of them out the same as we would in the offseason once they've had a chance to come back from this dip. Like, I don't think we're trading Terrence Ferguson at this point, but Hamadou Diallo is has been playing really bad lately. Um, Abdul Nader has been very obvious that he can't play defense. Yeah, he's he's had some good moments on offense, but he just has been really up and down, especially on the defensive end. Uh, Dennis Schroeder has been in a slump lately that hopefully we see, saw him start to break out of tonight. Alex Sabrinas has been gone. Who knows where Patrick Patterson got- has only recently started to come out of his slump. Right. So I just think if we're looking to make a trade, like I don't know what we have right now to to give. I think each of these guys will be more valuable later once their
0: stats have normalized a little bit to your point on that. Do you think it might be a more, do you think there's a higher chance we make a big move or do you think there's a higher chance we make like a smaller move? Like we just bring in a three and D guy or do you think we're going to try to get a star now?
1: Oh, small, <laughs> small moves are more likely. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I feel oh. pretty confident in saying that.
0: Hey, hey Brad Beal commented on Russell Westbrook's picture. I <laughs> and, uh, you know.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Is he a fan of fatherhood or is he a fan of the Thunder? It's
0: hard to tell, you know. And I saw
2: Story coming up at 11.
0: I saw people overanalyzing the color of the heart that he left on there, and I was just like, guys, stop. <laughs> we just, we, we want it so bad, you know.
2: I, I... Uh, don't think that Presti is being quiet, though. I think he's trying to make a big move. If if it's there, that'll benefit us. But again, to your point, right? We're gonna have Dre coming back. I don't know how Presti looks at our rotation. It's very weird that Abrines has been gone for so long. Like, what did he what did he contract? What did he get? What happened?
0: I yeah, I don't I know. There was that report. There was that
1: person who tweeted. In Spanish, that he got like really, really sick and lost a bunch of weight, and then he's been trying to put the weight back on before he comes back. But I don't. That the thing that bothered me about that was I don't see why that's personal. <laughs> you know, like isn't that just illness still or recovery from illness? That personal was a weird choice, but I guess they just didn't want to talk about it. So I I don't know what he had. Hopefully, he doesn't have it anymore, man.
0: He just didn't want to tell people he was skinny anymore, personally. Yeah.
1: I mean, it looks like he's on the comeback trail. So hopefully we can get him back soon because we need to do something about some of these Diallo and Notter minutes um, off the bench uh, for the time being. Yeah.
2: Diallo just hit the rookie wall, I think. Maybe, for you sure. know, he gets a second win after the, the trade deadline
1: passes. Yeah, definitely. the late
2: March. But.
1: And part of hitting that rookie wall is that people had some film on him, right? Like, he gets no respect from anywhere outside the paint now. They're just packing it in and being like, "Come at me bro." So <laughs> you kind of you can understand why that happened. And then you know he's probably never played this many games in his in a year in his life. so it all makes sense. but uh, so do you guys have anything else before we get to the forecast? I think I'm good, man. All right, so proud to introduce this week's forecast.
2: All right. So, coming up on Martin Luther King Day, the Oklahoma City Thunder go to New York to play the Knicks. Um, the Knicks are 10 and 34 on the season, 4 and 14 at home. 4 and 14 at home. That's that's crazy. Um, the Thunder are now 27 and 18 13 and 11 on the road. Um For the Knicks, they've got uh, Hardaway Jr. averaging 19.5 points per game. Ennis Kanter with 11 rebounds per game. And Moutier is leading them in assists with four a game. Not a whole lot for us to be worried about, really, in this one, uh, at least on paper. However, uh, pick any random guy and he'll probably end up going six for eight from three.
1: Except, yeah, pick any random guy who's going to have a great game in this one, except Ines Cantor. Right. <laughs> I guarantee Adams is going to do some work on, on his buddy. I'm, I'm so excited to see them on the same court again together. I just love those two. Yeah, it's always a good
0: time when they're on the same court. Um, you know, a random guy who could go off is Home Duty LS teammate Kevin Knox from Kentucky. Uh, he struggled the last game um, against the Wizards, and we made like five points, five, six points, but he had 31 points against the 76ers. Um, In that game, he actually hit four threes. Um, Talk about a guy who hit a rookie wall early on. This was a guy that was getting a lot of rookie of the year buzz going into the season, but, you know, he he hit a rookie wall early on. He's kind of started to find his stride, battling through injury a little bit, Um, and, I mean, he played, you know, in the 76ers game, he played 44 minutes, uh, looks like eight more minutes, more than the next highest person on the Knicks. So uh, he's been asked to do a lot, and he's starting to answer the call. So it's going to be interesting to see how the Thunder kind of game plan against that.
2: An interesting note, um, PER for the Knicks.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Ennis Kanter leads them with
1: uh, 22.4. Yeah, he's just like a little bit too good for a tanking team so they have to limit his minutes (laughs) right uh all right so after that one on tuesday the next night we play at home against portland uh that is a back-to-back for both teams so there's not going to be a rest advantage there for either team which is nice since portland also plays on mlk day portland is 28 and 19 about like oklahoma city um what what did you say? Our record is now, Dylan.
0: Our record now uh, is twenty
1: seven and eighteen. Twenty seven and eighteen. So and I think we probably hopped back ahead of them for the for the third seed at the moment. Uh, but we're right there, neck and neck. They they play at Utah on that Monday game. So you know, let's go Jazz. I think we can all say pretty confidently. Uh, They have Damian Lillard at 26 points a game, four rebounds, six assists. CJ McCollum at 20.6, four and two. And then Nurkic is uh, 15 and 10. And then they have like a really nice balanced bench. Um, We saw these guys pretty recently beat them on their own court. So I'm sure they're out for some revenge in this game.
2: And Nurkic gives us trouble for some reason.
1: He does, he does. I think his strength is something that Adams isn't used to people being able to kind of go toe-to-toe with him in that area, and then he's got some skill to go along with it. So, yeah, he's a tough matchup for us.
0: And Zach Collins remains to look quite good for me at (laughs) the Robinson. Yeah, I mean, you know, Portland always plays us tough. I mean, we didn't beat Portland once at all last year, and... We already beat them one time this year, so we're already playing with house money. But uh, hopefully we can go in and take that W.
1: Yeah, I really want this one, guys. This would be a, this would be a big win for us. Um, if we can beat the Knicks and then get Portland on the second night of a back-to-back, I think we can really feel like we're turning this one around after that little rough stretch. Uh,
0: yeah, and also, you know, we're we're tied with Portland now uh, with the win today over the Sixers. So we're tied with them for the third seed. Assume we beat the Knicks. Assume Portland beats the Jazz. We'll still be tied. So whoever wins that game moves up to third place in the Western Conference.
1: Yep. And we would like to stay there. We got used to it up there,
0: you know. Yeah, we did. Two weeks, got it, cold. Would,
1: it
2: would be nice to be the third seed because we, we think that Golden State's going to get the one seed and hold on to it, right? So sure. looking at playoff seeding, I would much rather... You know, not counting chickens, like saying we're going to win in the first round necessarily. Right. But right. If, if we move on, I'd much rather be on, on Denver's side of the bracket than Golden State's. That's
1: true.
0: For sure. Well, next up, we got the New Orleans Pelicans. kind of touched a little bit on this earlier, but they have actually split their games in the month of January. They are 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Uh, the most recent loss coming against the Trailblazers last night, 128-112. to 112. Um, prior to play the Oklahoma City Thunder, they played the Grizzlies on Monday, uh, another part of Martin Luther King Day, and uh, they played the Pistons on Wednesday. So, those are both winnable games for the Pistons or for, for the Pelicans. They could definitely come into the Thunder game with a little momentum, you would think. But as we mentioned earlier, they are missing a certain pretty important player, I would say, in Anthony Davis, who's gonna be out for one to two weeks. Um, You know, that's obviously going to hurt them in those games, but especially against us because the last time when the Pelicans actually beat us by four, Anthony Davis had, do you guys remember stat line off the top of your head? Nope. 44 points, 18 rebounds. Not bad. (laughs) Not not bad, but they only beat us by four points. (laughs) So, you know, that's not to overstate his importance. Uh, Julius Randle's obviously been a revelation for them, uh, free agent signing this year. He had 22 points the last time we played on 9 of 16 shooting. Drew Holiday, you know, great two-way player again. He always gives us fits, but I, I fully expect the Thunder to go in, take care of business in this game. Um, although, the way that we play when we underestimate our, or, yeah, underestimate our opponent with Davis being out, we could, uh, I could definitely see us looking over this game. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and we started the season off so well, beating the teams we should beat, and here we are looking at a week with two games we should win and one that we could win at home. Um, let's hope we get back to the way things were at the beginning. You guys got anything else for this one? Yeah,
2: yeah, I think um, it's it's what what's his injury like a finger strain or finger soreness or something like that. Pretty interesting. I mean, because some players would just like tape that up right and then still play well i'm not necessarily saying that they're going to trade him but i'm saying that the timing of it is very interesting especially with like the injury that that they're claiming so i wonder if they are in advanced talks this is me always with my conspiracy hat on but i wonder if they're in advanced talks with anybody for a potential trade
0: as long as it's not with the lakers i'm all right
1: I feel orders. like with a I feel like with a guy like AD, you want everybody in the league to know you're trading him so you can <laughs> play them against each other. But you could be you could be right. I we'll see. We'll see.
0: That's fair to say. I I do want to go on record and say that I'm predicting an undefeated week for the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder. Three I'm and a half. me 0. too. Me too.
1: Let's get me three. On. We gotta get back. Oh on my track.
0: God, Matty Moles! <laughs> I was totally expecting Matty Moles to say two and one.
2: <laughs> I just I don't know what game I would drop. I mean, maybe the Portland one would, would be would be a, a rough go, but I I don't know. I, I'm. It seems like some of the guys that we need to get going are turning it around. Um, Steven Adams is always solid. I think that Dennis may be picking up some momentum after this game. He looked phenomenal. Um, Paul George locking it in with essentially a game winner tonight. Um, it. I, yeah, I'm so not. You I'm get not credit. That's a game offensive. winner, right? He's gonna get oh, credit
1: for the game winner, right? Even though he had to make a free throw afterwards, like it still counts.
0: I think
2: it should. I mean, it was within like what the last like ten Five. seconds of the game.
0: Yeah it was just, yeah yeah. So. yeah we're down too, so
1: so yeah, I, I think uh, if we try on defense, we're gonna win all three. That's the that's the only variable. and that's something that we could count on earlier in the season. So let's hope we try.
0: yeah, that's kind of been a issue. In you know, the losses is effort and identity because, you know, we're we're out there shooting threes like we're the Golden State Warriors and we're out there playing defense like we're some high school team. So, you know, if we can get back to our identity on offense, then we can get back to, you know, really putting effort in defensively. Not even just effort, just an effort to, you know, make the right play. Um, Then, you know, I think we can easily turn the streak around.
1: Agreed nothing to it but to do it right just got to go out there and try all right so i think that about wraps up this weekly uh make sure and check out the recap that's going to have come out the day before this weekly comes out so you may have already heard it but if you didn't go back and catch that um you can find us at okc topic thunder on twitter you can find us on thundersattentions.com for all the recaps you can find us on now that's NowThat'sThunderBasketball.com for every single podcast. Uh, make sure and give us a five-star rating and leave us a positive review there. It doesn't take very long. It takes only barely more time than voting for the All-Star Game. So make sure you do both of those things.
0: Mm-hmm. I promise
1: it doesn't take long. It's easy, and you'll feel so good after you do it. So you can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, wherever else you get your podcasts. In the meantime, as always, Thunder Up. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe.